You're listening to Quick Five with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to this edition of the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce's Quick Five podcast. Five questions with the Chamber's CEO and President. My name is Nick Ash, and as always, it's my privilege to serve as your host. Today's episode is the next in our continued series with the City of Morgan Hill. This afternoon, we'll hear from our Director of Housing, Rebecca Garcia, Jennifer Carmen, Director of Community Development, and Matt Mayhood, Director of Economic Development, who will take a deeper dive into connecting affordable housing with economic development. Rebecca, Jennifer, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for Thank having you. us. You know, when we think of economic development opportunities that lead to greater prosperity, we're likely to think of major employers such as manufacturers, corporate offices, healthcare, and education sectors of our business. While these are essential to job growth and our overall economic health, it's important to mention that an often overlooked sector that provides substantial economic development benefits to the community and one that has quickly risen to the top of the list for all of our current prospective business owners and operators, affordable housing. You know, in my position, I have the opportunity to speak to both business leaders and residents of our community. And a common theme that I hear is that we have limited housing options for business expansion. If you want to get our arms around solving both of these problems, then housing is certainly a pivotal part of our Morgan Hill economy. So let's get right into the interview. I'm just going to ask it as the group question here. You guys can just uh, just step on in. You know, for the first question, can you outline uh, the connect? What I call the connective tissue, right? How the two departments strategically position affordable housing and economic development. It's a great question, Nick. Um, and and it's it's actually three departments because you have economic development, housing, and planning. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that we think about in the in the short time that I've been here is just just trying to really work together and support one another in what we're trying to do. Um, when we're out on an economic development uh, a visit with an employer, one of the biggest issues that our employers are facing is the acquisition and the retention of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number one issue that often comes down to is the talent doesn't necessarily live locally. Um, and uh, and they may be facing a long commute because they don't live in town. They may be coming from the north or they may be coming farther from the south. So one of the, one of the issues that we see is uh, trying to create the type of housing that's workforce housing mm-hmm. that not just the CEO lives here, but you have employees that are in manufacturing or an engineer can live here. Um, so you need all types of housing, mm-hmm. uh, not just for sale housing, but actually rental housing. So you need to kind of fill the bucket full of different types of housing. Uh, And so I look to my peers um, and try to be supportive when they're bringing their projects forward uh, to make sure that um, they kind of meet the needs of our business community. And part of my role is to try to help tell the story. And a lot of times I know there's a stigma associated with the word affordable housing, but if I could roll back the clock, I would have just asked the powers that be to call it workforce housing, because that's really what 90% of it is, is just workforce housing. You know, and that's a lesson I learned from our last episode, uh, our podcast, and I think actually you guys are really spot on. It kind of leads me right into that, the next question, is, is that, you know, continued research continues to validate these direct correlations between 
uh, city having affordable housing and the economic development uh, issues that we're dealing with and with the continued population growth. Uh, Matt, to your question, I mean, how are we understanding the various job classifications or the needs across various business sectors? And then how do we relate that to affordable housing opportunities to ensure that whether we're looking for a cook for a restaurant or we're looking for a, a planner uh, from a, in an architectural firm, that you understand those needs and you can kind of fill those gaps based on the levels of income. Well, right now, I think we're so behind in housing production as a state. We can't really quantify it by each affordability level, or I don't know that it would make sense to because we need all of the above. <laughs> we need so much in every single income category, which translates to the entire job sector. Yeah, and I think it's good for the audience to understand that we have some constraints that really at a state level that really cascades down to us at a local level and how we try to navigate just that stream or that effect is more than just problematic. It really kind of puts us a little bit in kind of in the rock in a hard place. And, I, and it, it, it's, I love to stay on the, on the situation of recruitment and retention from a business uh, development perspective as well. Uh, and I, I hopefully we can really help our listeners understand the kind of the current discussions we're having, whether it's policy or initiatives that the city is really putting forward as, as it relates to potential developers that are coming in, business owners that are looking to acquire property. But all that has to sync up at some level to provide some consistency for individuals to be able to staff accordingly. Mm -hmm. Well, I love the phrase workforce work housing as opposed to affordable housing because mm -hmm. essentially or housing that is affordable. Right. We're just creating housing opportunities. Yeah. For so maybe, I, and I can ask Matt this question as well. Then, you know, as it relates to the recruitment, say, of developers coming in town, you know, how does that how does that stage set uh, your conversations with them as you're looking at a piece of property or a business opportunity? Does recruitment retention come up in your conversations early on, or is it midway through, or or is it just mixed into the total uh, bag of uh, tricks that we have to really have in front of us to be able to understand how best to navigate those waters? So, real-life example, yep. talk to a potential uh, company coming to Morgan Hill, talk to them today, and literally one of the first things after talking about the potential site for them to move into in a fairly large user, the first thing we talked about was the number of housing units that we're building in our community and the percentage that is affordable for workforce housing and how important that is. And I was on a Zoom call and the CEO's head was nodding up and down about how important that is. Mm -hmm. uh, and that CEO, they live in Morgan Hill um, and they're located north and um, they understand the trickiness of trying to move a company and the impact it's gonna have on their employees of where they're going to live and where they're going to commute from. So again, it goes back to working with housing and working with planning to make sure that they're providing the entire portfolio of um, affordable for sale rental properties homes where people can, and workers can actually can actually live and it's mm -hmm. it's it's fundamental to the conversation um, because the housing crisis is real um, and it's local and, and it is a local housing crisis, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's and it's it's just not to the north of us. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's right here in our community. 
Yeah, and I think it's, again, helpful for our listeners to understand that it, it truly is at the heart of every conversation we have because without individuals and employees that, that can either live within our, our city or live close by, uh, just the availability of staffing to hopefully recognize if you're a business owner that you know you can fully staff up mm -hmm. today or tomorrow is a pressure point that really sometimes is overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're a small business or even some large business that really uh, require that production to be managed on a day-to-day -day basis. So I mean, maybe we can shift the question a little bit over to Jennifer because at, at this point, uh, with housing issues that we're certainly addressing today, it also comes with infrastructure, right, and development as well as far as planning. So how, strategically, how do we look at that? So we understand not only the ecosystem of economic development and the housing issues, but the, the planning around that and the permitting process that really comes together all in one package. How do we uh, see the light going down the road as far as maybe recruitment and retention, and more importantly, just the, the, the insights of what we have to bring to our developers as it relates to just the permitting and the planning process? That's the well, part. that's a long-winded question, isn't it? I know. <laughs> it's uh, a good question, though, because really right. that's where the entire right. thing starts with Jennifer's team. <laughs> well, I would, I would like to also take a step back into what was mentioned before about affordable and workforce housing. We have a unique situation in Santa Clara County. Um, as you may have covered in the last podcast, the recent numbers just came out for our average median income in Santa Clara County, $202,000 for a family of four. And that is not something you see in California. Um, it's what what we're gonna what you're gonna see even in Southern California is substantially lower. And you get outside into the more rural areas, and it drops even further. So we're struggling with what not only we're trying to provide, mm -hmm. but the concepts for those who are already here mm -hmm. of what is workforce housing. Most people don't imagine a six-digit number mm -hmm. involved mm -hmm. in that. Um, from the planning perspective, we have been looking at ways to make our system more streamlined, figure out ways, well, and not only looking at ways, but we're being forced mm -hmm. to streamline by state law, particularly for those projects that are coming in that are deemed workforce housing mm -hmm. or fall under that aspect of it. Um, we have limited time to turn applications around. Um, the recent law, which you always hear people talking about, SB 330, that was a change to the Permanent Streamlining Act that forced um, a lot more work on the developer up front, mm -hmm. but guaranteed them an approval at the end. And so the city really scrambled in early 2020, late 19, early 2020, to put together all of our objective standards, the basis by which housing can be developed in the city, because um, we only get one shot at an application now under SB 330. And so having our general plan and our guidelines and our zoning ordinance really functions to kind of bring forward, this is what we expect, this is what you have to do, and if they ask for exceptions, we need to accommodate where we can, unless it's a public safety issue. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things feed together into the overall planning. We have been amazingly productive in this city, um, especially due to recent years of growth control. Um, so as soon as SB 330 suspended our growth control system, everyone walked through the door. Mm -hmm. And so we have uh, so many units going on right now processing through the system that once we're into the new cycle for our housing element that starts in 2023, we're going to be finishing out our regional housing needs allocation very quickly, mm -hmm. probably in the less than the first five years of mm -hmm. the cycle. I would, would 
mm-hmm. taking Betsy might be free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, <laughs> which is amazing great. for any community to actually complete their arena, much less at the beginning of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that gets at all to the very in-depth mm-hmm. question you asked, but I'm happy to <laughs> yeah. talk further. Well, first we should just acknowledge the, the tremendous amount of work that's really been accomplished here in the city of Morgan Hill. And again, I think my hope with the podcast is to be able to shine the light on some of the great gains that really have have lifted us to where we are today. So it almost kind of leads me to a question that, that uh, I didn't think about until the conversation, which is the beauty of the podcast, is, is do you guys see a ray of hope through all here? I mean, we're, there's so much energy. It's not a one-to-one solution. It's a one-to-many. There's many variables out there. And what I'm hoping our listeners understand, it really takes the three components to work together in harmony. I know I'm a product of the 60s, but I'll use that word, <laughs> harmony, to be able to actually be effective uh, uh, for, for a resilient program to be long-lasting for for a city such as Morgan Hill. But let's give us a little bit of a positive light. Where do you see the future going with what we're talking about today? And do you see Morgan Hill still standing at the top of that list as far as uh, the work that we're doing? Mm-hmm. We have 2,800 units in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. 550 of them are affordable. Um, so yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. see hope. And that's just today. Mm-hmm. We have other projects mm-hmm. that continue to come forward. That's great. The culture of Morgan Hill here for, I mean, I've been here seven years and this started before my time, but it's very much a team culture. So um, I'm thrilled to have these two here with me because we all kind of wear different hats. I'm constantly thinking about affordability and whereas Matt's thinking about let's get jobs, my, I'm thinking, well, how much do they make? <laughs> what category do they fall into? And, and then I go to Jen, Jen, how do we make this project happen? What land use changes have to occur? So I'm grateful for the team culture. So that's the spotlight of today's podcast right there. It's really the synchronization Mm -hmm. of all three departments that truly understand the depth and the significance of what you do and more importantly how it contributes to the overall gain of our community, whether it's from a business perspective or very personal perspective. In in many of our cases here, Matt, you have a great example. we got a business owner that lives and resides here in Morgan Hill that wants to either bring a business or expand their business. So they understand the community well enough to want to either locate here or expand here, but they're going through some pressure points that three or four years ago may not have been at the top of their list, but mm-hmm. certainly is today. And it's really great to hear Matt talk about how he elevates that conversation early and often in, in where, where we are and where we're going. So it's an important aspect of who we are as a city, and I just want to commend the team for taking the energies and the time to make sure that these connections are made, mm-hmm. and more importantly, we have some foresight to see where we want to be two, three, five years from now. Mm-hmm. I think as we kind of close the final question, I, I'd just like to open up the mic to this team here. This is really your time to be able to help us understand not only what you're doing, but how do we, how do we participate as well. So if I've asked you to share maybe three to five steps from a business owner or a developer, uh, what can we do today to improve the approach as respect to workforce housing? What would you like to share before we end the podcast? You know, as you mentioned, a CEO lives here. We have a lot of CEOs that live in Morgan Hill. But we need, obviously, more than CEOs that live right. in Morgan Hill, right? So I think historically, the culture has been CEOs live in Morgan Hill and um, the workers live in nearby cities, but that has to change. So. The acceptance of growth, buildings are going to get taller, parking is going to be more challenging, we're going to have to think about our current habits and rethinking our garage space and, um, you know, we're just, we have to share the space and we got to share it with more than the CEOs, but also the workers as well. And yeah. the CEOs too, but just got to make room for everybody. Matt, any final words here, Ann? 
Just um, if you're a business located in uh, the city of Morgan Hill, there are some great resources on the city's website and on the Choose Morgan Hill website uh, about housing and available housing um, and encourage those like the, either the, the executive of the company or the HR director to go onto the Choose Morgan Hill website or the city of Morgan Hill website and go to the housing sections uh, and make sure that they're looking and aware of what available resources are there for them. Uh, they can point their employees uh, to those resources. And then last but not least, my plug to sign up for the uh, monthly newsletter, economic mm -hmm. development uh, newsletter that we put out that we often include information about um, housing. Jennifer, you have the final, you have the final mic, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the biggest challenge that Morgan Hill faces is the job housing balance. And there's a concept out there in urban planning called the 15-minute city, that everything in your life should be accessible within 15 minutes of your home. Whether that's your work, that's going to the grocery store, that's all the services that you need to live. Um, and we're challenged here with that. And Matt is in his shop is trying to recruit as many businesses as we need. But what we're also seeing is some of our workforce housing commutes in from those farmers, That's right. mm -hmm. which yes. impacts 101, which impacts the climate and greenhouse mm -hmm. gas and air. And all of this feeds together with the longer that you travel for your basic needs, the more impacts are there across mm -hmm. the board. And not only impacts on the environment and the surrounding area, mm -hmm. but on yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so trying to work for that balance um, through transit, advocating for transit, mm -hmm. advocating for jobs, advocating for workforce housing, mm -hmm. all of that comes together in creating a community where people are, are just, they find what they need in their hometown. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal. And, and that's why this is such a regional conversation. We need every city to be doing this work. And a lot of cities are doing great and work. And it's a tremendous change from how we functioned over the last 50 years. Yeah. And it's tough for people. Mm -hmm. it is change tough. is really, really mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. There's an article that um, was in um, Santa Cruz paper this morning where in order to achieve their housing numbers, they're looking at 12 to 16 story buildings mm -hmm. um, in parts of downtown. And that's unheard of. Mm -hmm. their, their tallest building is, I think, seven or eight stories. So all cities around change. us are, are struggling with that. Well, you know, the old adage, you know, you know everyone says, you know, I love change, you go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and it's, it's, it's very true because change is, is very tough. But it, it also speaks to uh, several issues for sure. But the one that is, is really stirring in my mind, just as I'm listening to you guys give some final comments, although we certainly have local issues, we, we cannot continue to live in a silo. We have to think beyond our own city and understand the region around us mm -hmm. and the state uh, issues that surround us all mm -hmm. to be able to be effective long term where we want to go here. Mm -hmm. And at mm -hmm. some level, uh, it's interesting to hear some of the variations where you guys said these talking about some high density housing because that's just where they need to go to be able to, to maintain that standard mm -hmm. uh, for various reasons. And Morgan Hill has always been a very close-knit community, mm -hmm. but we also have to accept the fact that we're growing, and we're growing at a rapid rate. So with that change comes, it's a natural part of who we are, it's a natural part of business. So you have to be adaptive, you have to be flexible, but you have to have leadership in place that have the foresight to be able to put, in this case,
case, three departments together that are consistently connecting those dots to ensure that we have the best representation we can to help move this meter forward. So I think with that, uh, we have, we've hit all five questions. We actually, I think, took a little bit of a curve in a different direction from the original set of questions, but that's absolutely wonderful because that's what the podcast is really all about. And I'm a firm believer that business development, job creation, and employee recruitment and retention, and more importantly, a stabilized neighborhood are all a part of the economic welfare of our city. And I want to thank all three of you for your time and effort today to spending it with us at the Chamber. But I also then want to thank our listeners for joining the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce's Quick Five podcast. And I'm going to ask everybody to stay tuned for the next in our series that we spotlight businesses and nonprofits proudly serving Morgan Hill and our neighboring communities. And on behalf of myself and our stellar producer, Tyler, and our Chamber of Commerce team, I want everyone to have a wonderful day. We hope to see you in and around the greatest city in the Bay Area, Morgan Hill. For more information on affordable housing in Morgan Hill, visit the city's website at www.morgan-hill.ca.gov or the Choose Morgan Hill website at www.choosemorganhill.com. For more information on the things we discussed in today's podcast, you can also contact today's guests, Rebecca Garcia, Director of Housing, at 408-310-4637, or by email at rebecca.garcia at morganhill.ca.gov, Matthew Mayhood, Director of Economic Development, at 408-310-4652, or by email at matthew.mayhood at morganhill.ca.gov, or Jennifer Carmen, Director of Community Development, at 408-310-4657, or by email at jennifer.carmen at morganhill.ca.gov. You can also stop into City Hall, located at 17575 Peak Avenue in Morgan Hill, to talk with any of our city's representatives. For additional resources, such as housing search tips, the Housing Resource Guide for Morgan Hill, information on rental assistance and eviction rights, as well as a way to subscribe to the newsletter that the Economic Development Team puts out once a month, check the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening to Quick Five with the Morgan Hill Chamber of Commerce.